beautiful dream. Stopping the wheel. You're not the first person who's ever dreamt it. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. All right. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. All right. So I'll do a, a little brief intro and then we'll be in it and then we'll It'll be obvious when we're out of it, too. <laughs> okay, sounds good. How are okay. my uh, my levels? Do I sound okay? You sound great. How do I sound? You sound great. All right. Look at that. We're already... <laughs> and we're done. That's a wrap. We're set. Right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> What's up, Night Owls? Welcome back to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here. And like I said, we've got a great guest for you today. This is Matthew Leggetti, the comic book yeti. Leader of a of a review revolution in the world of internet comic book space and just kind of the whole thing. How you doing, Michael? Matt? I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. It's okay. Actually, uh, Michael's my father's name, so uh, please call me Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, doing I'm I'm very in name racist. I get them all just Matt, right. Michael. Um, I can't even Marcus. Like they just all kind of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Were you raised? Uh, there you go. Religious. <laughs> I went to a fair share of Bible camps. Yeah, there you go. But I, when you grow up in Texas, that's like an obligatory. That's right. They're like, hey, are you in Bible camp yet? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's just a, a coming of age thing. I think it's so our parents seem to like, they think they're safely taking a vacation. That's right. <laughs> they're like, we get two weeks off. I, I trust my kids with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is like, take them back. Right. <laughs> um. So... Now that we blasphemed, how are you today? <laughs> uh, all right, so let's talk about the comic book Yeti here. You yeah. basically, I noticed you on Twitter, man, I want to say about a year ago. I've been following you for a long time, and you kind of were just kind of stretching your legs and getting into it. Now it seems like it is a an empire. You got people. Yeah, it's... um. I never would have thought that just asking people to work for free would be something that people would respond to. God bless um, the internet, right? Yeah, but I think uh, you get more people working to volunteer their time than paying them very little um, because their time is actually worth more to them if they're volunteering than if you turned it into something about money. And as we all know, there's no money in comics. So oh, volunteering is uh, is very important. Um, yeah, it's everyone. A lot of folks came on uh, at the beginning of this year and really turned comic book Yeti around. We were on hiatus most of last year because of the pandemic and just trying to balance life. Um, and so we got the ball rolling again, uh, end of 2020. And yeah, things have been just growing exponentially since then and, and what you do is you you review comic books and you ask people to send you some how far up the ladder have you worked now are you getting uh are you getting previews from like marvel and dc yet not marvel and dc but also we don't have much interest in marvel and dc we feel like a lot of other comic sites do a great job covering them um every now and then we'll cover like one of those must read uh arcs like um Hawkeye with Fraction AI. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's now that's now required reading. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
so that's just one example. And, you know, we, we don't tell people not to review Marvel in DC, but we have hundreds of comics coming to us every month. And so we have our hands full with, uh, you know, we've got the, the indie pubs, we've got Dark Horse, we've got Vault, we've got um, also a bunch of self-published Kickstarter work. Uh, and, you know, that the indie community is what built us over these past few years. And so we want to continue making them a priority. I like that. And I think you're, I think you're right. I think DC and Marvel get enough publicity. People know what they're going to buy from them. Yeah. And really, have you noticed this? You kind of get mired down almost in like the culture war minutia of it almost now where like if you were to cover a Marvel or DC book, Mm -hmm. somebody from either side would get upset about like let's say you cover Spider-Gwen. There's going to be some guy who immediately is like, oh, typical SJW. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And then, I mean, I don't know what the the, the, the Gates equivalent in a Marvel or DC book is, but if you were to cover it, there would be somebody on the other side being like, you know, there's a lot of other characters you could give time and attention to. Oh, I mean, that is just, that's it all throughout comics, even in like the indie stuff. It, it's just a lot of media. And I think, you know, I think that's just social media and that's just a part of it. Like if you have a certain, if your voice has a wide enough reach that's just something that you have to deal with. And, you know, we, we block a lot of the, uh, the more toxic parts of the community just because we don't want to engage with that. Um, but also we're okay with dissenting opinions as long as they're within good faith, you know? Yeah. If someone wants to talk about the work, I imagine you guys are all about it. Heck yeah. If somebody wants to talk about, the political reasons you chose to review something i think that that's i get i get what you're saying there yeah what do you think how do you feel social media is helped and hindered kind of the comic book yeti calls i mean social media twitter especially um without it i don't know that comic book yeti would be here um i don't know i mean Comics is funny. It's there's such a big comics community on Twitter that it's like you meet someone at a con who's not on Twitter who's making comics successfully, and you're like, wait, how did you do this without <laughs> social media? <laughs> um, That's true. At, that is true. At the same time, um, posting is half of our brand personality, so um, you know that's like. I, I don't like brands that are just pushing content, hashtag content out there. And, you know, that's it. Like, I like brands that aren't just brands. I like, I want to be a person. I want right. to engage with my, my audience and with the, with the people creating comics. And so posting is part of that. It's, uh, you know, it's like, throwing a bad pun out there and you throw a lot of them i, I do you, you know it's a numbers game it, it's a it's a uh you are a, you you seem to be the ruler of a dad joke empire i will give you that you can tell um how much i am 
chasing my children around or stuck in meetings by the number of puns and dad jokes I put out on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> I always yeah. hear, and, I, and sometimes I laugh, and sometimes it's like a hard eye roll, and I'm always like, oh man. That's right. It's, I, I don't know which response I like more, to be honest. <laughs> You're getting them both. You're getting them both. Good. <laughs> now, oh. well, we're going to jump out here in a minute. So we got about a minute on this, but I want to kind of talk about what maybe, what possessed you to think like people need to hear my opinion on these books. Oh, man. That is a good question. I don't know if I can answer that in under a minute. But uh, my thing is, is like, I built Comic Book Yeti because I wanted to talk about comics, and I had no one in my life to talk with comics about. And I have a personal Twitter, and none of my followers wanted to talk about comics. So I was just like, (laughs) forget it. I'm just going to start this thing and see if anyone wants to talk about comics. And then I did not expect it to grow the way that it did, but I'm happy that it did. But yeah, it was just an attempt at finding like-minded people to talk about comics with man comic books i guess i'm like not to get philosophical but it does feel really personal yeah at the same time that it's a really that it is an industry yeah i mean it's like it's so hard to to read something like these savage shores and not want to talk with someone about it you know i did love that like, that was great oh, god it's such a phenomenal comic book you know what kind of pisses me off about it what is as far as I know, that's really Ram V's like first work ever. Oh man, um, Graffiti's Wall. Have you read that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's so, so is, that, good. is that post or pre Savage Shorts? It's pre, it feels like you know, an Oscar movie in comic book form. Okay. Um, all right, Aditya Bidikar, uh, hand lettered the whole thing. Whoa, yeah, it's just it's beautiful. Lizzie Kay was um, editor on it, I believe, and like everything she touches is gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just what we really kind of because like it was so good, and I was like, is this the first thing this guy's ever made? Like, why is why is he so much better than me at this? Like, (laughs) screw this guy. And it's not even fair because he like came from being a biochemist, I think, uh, or I want to say biochemist. And he has amazing hair. Like it's not even, ah. it's not even fair. And he can draw. It's like, oh, I didn't is, know that. That makes it even worse. It's 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 not fair. It's and he's tall too. Something I am not, and very, you know, uh, I I'm like he can't have great hair and be tall and talented. This isn't fair. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many people I would sell off into like a pentagram circle so that I had talent? Like it's ridiculous. Right, exactly. Uh, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we're gonna have another segment right here, hanging out with Matthew Leggetti, the comic book Yeti. I like saying that. Like that's it's fun. You're nailing the brand. That's for sure. <laughs> we'll you. be right back. Geeky Gorgeous believes that geek is the new gorgeous. If you're looking for an online boutique that offers awesome fashion, jewelry, and accessories with a geeky twist, check out the shop. You can find pop culture inspired backpacks chic yet nerdy t-shirts, and unique jewelry that brings fashion to the fan. You can also check them out at www.geekygorgeous.com or on the Geeky Gorgeous Etsy shop. For more info, follow at 
I am Geeky Gorgeous on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, fellow Night Owls, it's Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to tell you guys about Titan Comics right at 3128 Forest Lane, Suite 250, right there in Dallas, Texas. Multiple time winners of Dallas Observer's Best of Dallas. Clean, well-lit, family-friendly, organized. And they want to tell you guys to come visit them August 14th, 2021, on Saturday for free comic book day. And everybody's going to be hanging out and having a great time. It's going to be a big day and a big deal. Make sure you go out there to Titan Comics. Welcome back. We got more Matthew Getty, the comic book Getty, hanging out right here on Uplate with Nerd Thug Radio. You didn't go anywhere, did you, Matt? Oh, I mean, we were gone for a couple of days, and I can't believe everything that happened between uh, when we last talked and now. <laughs> the best part about doing radio once a week is no one knows if you're if uh, if we're messing with them or not. Right. Sometimes it's the better bits medium. are the ones. Yeah. Sometimes the better bits are the ones no one else knows are bits. Exactly. We uh, in our early days, we did a whole segment where I could do. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I do a really good Elmo voice. Nice. And we did a whole one after it was announced that uh, PBS was letting Sesame Street go. Mm-hmm. Elmo's now out in the real world trying to trying to make it, and uh, oh things God. aren't going well for him. He's subletting from a meth lab. He's not quite sure what's going on in the world. It's, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh man, that sounds fantastic. It's the kind of quality entertainment you can expect from a nerd thug radio production. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but so. You are sort of a – so obviously a big topic of the show is breaking the wheel, kind of finding a, a, your own way to do stuff. We, I make comic books. I own an independent radio show. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated. Partly, part of one of the most interesting things about the comic book industry is everybody who breaks in has just a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of walk me through the empire building, as it were. What, what possessed you to go from just you to kind of everybody? Well, so it started with wanting to do something different. And I, you know, we already talked about how I just wanted to talk about comic books. But my thing is, is like, I didn't want to just add to the noise. I wanted uh, a different way in. And so we have a very unique way of covering comics at Comic Book Yeti. Our reviews use bullets and they they use recommendations. And we don't use scores um, because we want people to not just look at the the lowest common denominator to make a decision on if they should buy a comic or not. Well, that's not really how how people, things are really done in the real world anyway, right? Like, nobody walks around and goes, you're a six and you're a two. Yeah, exactly. And so, one thing that I thought of was like, okay, you've got between one and 200 comics coming out every single week. And if you're just a consumer, especially one who's not well-versed in the industry, trying to make a decision on what you're going to buy, are you really going to read 12 paragraphs in a review about a comic book from five different websites and then do the same thing for other comics every single week? Like, who has the time for that? Well, and who makes that kind of educated purchase either? I can't think of the number of things I've bought just on the whim that don't even do what I thought they did. Right. And also, you know, single issues are a little bit different, um, and we can get to that in a minute, but... I was like, I want to cover stuff that's not necessarily coming out week to week. Like, I want people to go back and find a comic book that they love that, you know, is still in a comic shop sitting there from two years ago. Like, The Wicked and the Divine, you know? Like, that is such a great series. Um, yeah. And 
you know, just because it's not coming out week to week anymore doesn't mean that you shouldn't read it. So we, um, I started just reviewing comics uh, that I already had through Humble Bundle, which is a great resource, uh, and through um, different library apps, which is also another phenomenal resource. And I was reading a ton of comics because I had kids and these kids like to watch TV and I can't get anything done but I could read comic books because I at least had my phone. And There you go. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'll review this stuff. And then I had people start sending me their comics to review as Comic Book Yeti got more and more followers. And so I was like, oh, maybe your niche is indies. And for, I want to say the first year and a half, two years, I had tried to review everything to the point where I was like anxiety-ridden, not sleeping, like, I have to do this for the community. And my wife is like, do you? <laughs> you let me know when the community comes through on the rent, big boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so um, I brought on Krista Herder, uh, who is just the best editor uh, a Yeti could ask for. And they have been instrumental in helping us stay organized and helping keep me grounded. Uh, through the whole process. And they were like, stop trying to review everything. You're going to kill yourself. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. Good point. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we went through a few people. And, you know, the, the comics journalism game is tough because there's no money in it uh, until you get higher up. And uh, even then, it's it's hard to pay your rent with it. Um, and so we, you know, people drop in. They help us write. And, and cover these comics, and then they go, and that's okay. Like, that's just part of the, the circle of life, you know? With the, the hiatus that we took last year, it gave everyone a break, and the people who stuck around came back. Like, they, they were rejuvenated and interested in covering comics still, and other folks left, and that's fine. But, you know, we did another call for, for new talent uh, at the beginning of the year, and we were surprised that so many people stuck around and it's because of that that we've been able to uh, to grow Comic Book Yeti so much. And one thing I noticed uh, earlier this year was we had a lot of creators wanting to be interviewed, but we had no one to do the interview. And so I put a call out for interviewers. And I got so many results that I had to put a call out for more creators to be interviewed. <laughs> and, <laughs> And the, uh, it's, it's really fun to create this kind of work for yourself as, a, as someone who runs a comic book site. Because, yeah, it's uh, definitely, you know, you keep coming up on problem, solution, problem, solution there. Exactly. And, uh, and so through that, it was a, a fun new project and a lot of uh, interviewers stayed on and we got a lot of content out there. But, you know, it's not really about the, the content. Like we... I just like to I, I like to help creators. I like to help the community. I like to talk about comics. Um, and, you know, if we can make money doing it, great. I would love to pay my writers. Uh, but I also know no one's going to be able to, to pay their mortgage doing this. I, no, I'm not, no, you're not wrong, man. Yeah, I'm not Newsarama or any, uh, anything like that. But, uh, you know, some money is better than no money. So you have a sub stack. What's it called? Uh, it is called Yeti Sightings, um, and so Smart. I just I like started it. it. I love it. 
thank you. And, you know, got overwhelmed. So missed last month entirely because I've been working like crazy. Uh, however, we will be back soon with it. And it just kind of highlights uh, different posts that folks might have missed. It talks about uh, the Yetis who work with us. And I write a, uh, an article uh, that should be helpful for people creating comics. So it's like, maybe it's helping them, like last month, understand, hey, this is how our system works. We don't review everything folks send to us, but we want to give you a little bit of insight into that process. Right, right. Um, how's it going? Do you, you want to you, you want to talk numbers? I mean, you got a lot of subscribers. I mean, I don't. I haven't looked at what you charge yet either. So, what what kind of model did you did you go after? Oh, we're just going with free now. Uh, we're looking at doing a Patreon as far as uh, monetizing goes. Um, but as the Substack picks up, you know, we might try monetizing that way. We, you know, we are. We feel like it's important to create the platform and to make sure that it can fly before trying to make money off of it. No, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, you gotta, a can't lot waste of people, time on dead things. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of experience building the plane in the air. And now that we're a little bit more established, we can build the plane on the ground before, before it gets to, uh, to flying. Well, that's just crazy talk. I won't have it. I won't have it. <laughs> um, okay. So crazy talk aside. Yeah. What publisher do you think right now is doing the best job of really coming out with just new stuff? Or is there any creator who every time they release something, you're like, man, they're right at, they're right at it. Who, who are you looking at right now? Okay. So um, for the past several years, it's been Vault because Vault is just going like, okay, what is comics doing? Now let's do something different. Um, are they the ones that the, did, uh, who's the one that did like the Once and Future King or whatever it's called? With the with the old ladies, the chosen one. Oh, uh, is that is that boom? Okay, I thought it. Uh, and then they the other one were the grandsons, the chosen one, and the the grandmother's been like defending the world forever for him or whatever. There are so many comics, and I, I I like I've been so busy running comic book yeti the past year and a half that I haven't been able to read very many. Um, so I'm not sure, but Boom is doing some great work. They just came out with Layla Star and sorry Ram B. Anything he touches is like phenomenal. Um, Alex you, Tech Metal too. Checked out like his DC work. I haven't gotten to read any of that yet. No, I haven't. Um, DC is the my one blind spot, and we have so many writers at Comic Book Yeti who read DC. Um, so I kind of <laughs> just like, let them oh, do let that. Them have it. Let them have it. Yeah, I um, <laughs> and honestly, with Marvel, like I I read the X line as my like the comics that I don't have to worry about reviewing and I can just kind of sit back and enjoy. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's about all I, I do with Marvel anymore. Well, then let me do this. Let me get you out with this then. So you yeah. zone out on the X titles. Yeah. Which ones are you reading right now? Cause that's really the only Marvel I'm buying myself is the X titles. Okay. okay. So I, I read everything through unlimited, which I think is three months behind at this point. Okay. But uh, the, the number one title uh, that I love from them is Hellions. And I never thought I would say that, uh, judging by the lineup. It but definitely it grew on so me, because I'm with you. I thought it was going to be stupid. Yeah. But I was buying all the number ones anyway. I said, all right, fine. All right, fine. Because right. Fallen Angels was garbage. Yes. 
And then this was supposed to kind of continue some of that, but way better. Yep. And, and it really did. Uh, I think X-Force is terrible. Yeah, I – gosh, I I'm, don't think it's terrible, but it's not um, – that and Marauders and um, – Marauders just feels like it doesn't have a direction. Yeah. It feels rudderless. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Sorry, I see what jokes. you did. <laughs> About to give you a two-minute penalty for that. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Excalibur is the only one that's like really changing anything. Like a Dungeons and Dragons X-Men book is kind of a crazy idea, right? Yeah, I think that that is fantastic. Although I just keep on thinking of the D and D episode from Community, and I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. But I I love it. I love the you know the high fantasy uh, take on X-Men. So that's and, a lot and of it fun. picks the right people for it too. Yeah. So I, I yeah. liked that one. Um, but yeah, I really feel like as a whole, after the initial holy crap of the pitch, mm-hmm. the line is kind of really kind of wobbled. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's tough because from what I've read, Hickman had a plan and they were like, no, don't, don't change anything. Like we yeah, are. it sounded like it did sound like he was ready to move on to part two or whatever he was doing. Yeah, and nobody else wanted to go there. Yeah, and so I think that's part of why it's stalling. And then I think you know once Hickman's gone, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from there. I mean, we still have a, a sea change as far as they're yeah, not worried about dying. Some stuff, yeah, absolutely. But. I don't know that the X-Men has never captured that same feeling that I had reading it as a kid. And I don't know if it's like Star Wars where it's just like, I liked it more because I was a kid. It's only good once. (laughs) Right. Or if it, it really was better back then. I'm not sure. Well, Um, I think the Jim Lee, Chris Claremont stuff, the Mark Sylvester, Chris Claremont. Like, I mean, that's like a golden era. Yeah. That may always be the top selling album, but they could still be doing good music. I think the problem is they right. just, they just, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, even the Hickman pitch was like, okay, that's what a great different idea. Yep. But then coming out of it, it still wasn't like the X Men book had nowhere to, like, it was just telling a bunch of one shot stories. Like, yeah. There were no X Men. Yeah. The X Men Swords was this big, messy thing. Oh, God. I, yeah, I, I did not love X of Swords. I think the problem is, is like, you have this big brand, essentially, and everyone's afraid of messing it up. So instead, they just make no decisions. And right, it's like, like they're all just kind of skimming the surface. Yeah, like, I my day job is in advertising. And it's way more fun to work on the smaller brands who need to do something crazy to climb that ladder than it is to work on the already big brands where everyone's afraid that they're going to be the one to screw something up. And so they just put out a commercial. I, I've worked a lot in beer. And so they're like, cold, refreshing beer. And it's like, wait, all beer right. is cold and refreshing. Who cares? Yeah, but they're not going to go around and be like, Bud Light once cured cancer, but thought Bud Light tasted better, so they quit. Right, exactly. And yeah. so that's why you get such great runs again on Hawkeye or Vision, where there are these characters that a lot of you, folks didn't care about. And, and you can so, take some real risks storytelling-wise. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I totally agree with you, and I think that there's... Like, okay, if House of X is the premise, 
and and now we live on this mutant island and we're immortal mutant demigods. Mm-hmm. Then X Force clearly has to be about other countries secretly trying to destabilize us and push anti mutant propaganda. Yeah, not a not a plant mutant country that we're secretly at war with, right? Like, yeah, I, oh man, I didn't love that. Um, like clearly, it's got to pull. Like, okay, because obviously they're doing these weird Israel parallels, right? So obviously, yeah. you've got to pull from the Mossad history books and the Tel Aviv stuff and. Look back at like uh, what was the movie Mossad with Eric Bana where he's getting revenge for the Olympic killings. Oh, I haven't seen that. that uh, it was good. It was good. It was an interesting movie. But the whole pitch is when they come to him, they're like, "Hey, man, like you're a former soldier, you're special forces. If you do this, though, you can never come home because Israel doesn't sanction assassination." Ah. Uh... So he takes this mission knowing he can never go back, and he builds this team, and they go around getting revenge against the masterminds. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, it's starting to spiral, and Israel's trying to pull him back because they're like, hey, we're kind of done with it now. And he's like, we're not done. <laughs> so that would be a really interesting turn of uh, events. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much covert stuff you could do. And yeah. then said they do plant people. Right. Right. It's like, thanks, like, X-Force. Thanks. I know. That's the thing is like I don't think we need meta humans to be the enemy here. Like I no. think humans are clearly, evil enough. Clearly, humans are the enemy. So like yeah. obviously, the countries that are anti-mutant would be doing their own little covert stuff against us, and yep. we would be doing our covert stuff against them. Like it would be and chess. That's fun. But yeah, no. I love no. that. We'll uh. never get that book. <laughs> right. Um. All right. So. We've meandered through enough of a day here. I do want to thank uh, Matthew Leggetti, the comic book Yeti, for coming on with us. Tell everybody where they can find you, socials and all that. Yeah, uh, find us at comicbookyeti.com and at comicbookyeti on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, And then just, uh, you know, there, there aren't a lot of comic book Yetis on Facebook either. So type that in and you can find us pretty quickly. You are unique. In a world of copycats. <laughs> Thank you. A Yeti in a world of cats. There you go. All Thank right. you so uh, much for having me on the show. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I wish you the best in all of this. And now, just like we agreed upon in, in, in person behind the scenes, now I'll start getting good reviews on my on my books. That's right. That's how this yeah. works. That's all, that's uh, all it took, guys. It's all you're it took. cutting this, right? That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to jump out. You guys have a great day. We'll be right back with a little bit more Uplate with Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, Night Owls. If you're looking for something to do this week or this weekend, make sure to check out False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills. They got 20 beers on tap, three to six beers available in various packages to go, including wine, ciders, and kombucha. They're open seven days a week, opening every day at 11 a.m. and closing at 11 o'clock on Friday and Saturdays, and then open 12 to 9 on Sunday. Go hang out right there at False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue, North Richland Hills. 
Gigi and Mama Mary here from Paranormal XL Podcast. If paranormal is your gig, then our podcast is for you. We cover haunted locations, paranormal history, Bigfoot, and sightings all the way to aliens. And everything in between. We are Paranerds. We also put a splash of spiritual topics in. Hey, if you have any paranormal stories or experiences that you want to share, email us at paranormalxl at writeme.com. Find the podcast on any podcast or music app you use. Follow us on social media at paranormalxl. Hey, Night Owls, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio wanted to tell you guys about SKG Retro Gaming, letting you relive the retro experience for two different price options, over 2,500 video games for $199 or over 7,000 video games for $299. This lets you relive your childhood video game retro experience. All right there at the pleasure of your fingertips, all in one device. Check out SKG Retro Gaming today. All right, Night Owls, I promised you guys an interview, and this time, like all times, this is Chuck Pinot. How you doing, Chuck? I'm doing good, bud. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, I didn't give you an introduction here because I don't know how many slashes you've got attached to your name at this point. You are editor, writer, creator, podcaster, author, man publisher. of mystery, publisher. Um, yeah, give me the full Wrangler. top hat. I'll go full slash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what did, so you do kind of a little bit of everything in the comic book industry and also kind of in and around it a little bit. Well, how did you sort of start and, and, and how did you wind up as an editor? So that's funny. I, uh, I mean, writing is my, my thing. I love storytelling. That's what's most important to me. I got in with a local guy. I'm, I'm here in, in uh, central Texas. Uh, I got in with a local guy. We we did a book, we went and kickstarted it, and it failed terribly. And I realized I didn't have a name. What are you supposed to do? Like, how are you supposed to do anything without any kind of name, any kind of claim to fame whatsoever? So I thought, hey, man, I, I know story. It's what I love. It's what I do. I'm going to help edit. And um, a buddy of mine, well, he wasn't a buddy at the time, but a guy out of Florida was like, hey, I'm, I'm looking for an editor. I, I need someone. I want to try someone out. Uh, who's never edited before, uh, it's going to be for exposure. And I was like, yeah, I'm your guy. And so I did that, and I've done probably like 10 projects with him since. We actually have a book out of Scout, well, Scoot, the, the kid's imprint, Scoot, uh, Cat Dad and Supermom. And so we've done a bunch of stuff together, and since editing, I just kind of blew up, and, and I'm now mostly known as an editor. Yeah, honestly, I when I first saw you in the, we, we, we met through all the different group pages and all of that. <laughs> yeah. You were an editor for sure. Uh, it was only through getting to know you that I found out you had the other projects going on and all that. And you've had me on your show. What's the name of your show? My show is Chuck's uh, shop talk. Shop talk. I do like that. You took all the good names. So I'm going to do everything. Right. Just, um, <laughs> you, isn't this thug radio? Like this is awesome. <laughs> Nerd Thug Radio, that's right. Dude. Yeah, so we um, no complaints. Yeah, no, it's a good one. It's a good one, and the <laughs> and the uh, the logo is pretty sweet too. So, oh yeah, um, but so we I came on Shop Talk and we talked about was it another day at the office or was it DMA? I don't remember now. But so you've been doing the show for a long time too. You got an episode what fifty or something like that? I saw the other day. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm almost on. Yeah, I'm I'm into the. Oh no, no, sorry. I have I have a couple shows. I have Chuck's Raw Reviews, where I I review people's books, and that's in the sixties. And then I have uh, Chuck's Shop Talk, and that's in the thirties. 
Okay. 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 I saw. I did. I knew. I knew I wasn't crazy. I knew I saw the number. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're you're the reason. The reason. One of the reasons I'm talking to you today, though, is because you fit perfectly into the theme of Uplate, which is breaking the wheel. Um, we've got this great Game of Thrones intro we play, which got some Game of Thrones quotes put over some uh, Jadena, Long live the chief, talking about how they want to break the wheel and. We want to change the way comic books and pop culture kind of work because it's definitely broken the way the way the system is set up now. Mm-hmm. Um, you channel that energy of breaking the wheel into other medias. You just finished a serialized podcast. It's like radio fiction. Like, what do you? What's the category? What do you term it? it, it we call it audio drama. Audio drama. That's a good yeah. word too. Um, and, and so, what was the what was the story? Uh, okay, so it's it's called. Um, it, we had to change it. It was originally <laughs> called Essence House, and okay. that's because we were just going to do two seasons. Well, then it ended up doing really well, and we ended up coming up with more stories. So it's actually called Chronicles of the Essence Guard. You can find it on any of the the main um, uh, podcast sites out there: Apple, Amazon, any of those. Give, and, what's, the, what's the elevator pitch? Give, give, why should someone click on it and listen? Um, yeah, good call, right? Uh, yeah. And you would think I would have been ready, too. Um, <laughs> Chronicles of the Essence Guard is about a group of people who have access to this energy known as the essence. And the essence uh, effectively affects time. And so they kind of guard over that energy. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, now, you did something interesting with this because of the success of the show you guys went ahead and released a novel yep we literally took the scripts from seasons one and two because um when we did it we were doing season one and season one had a a really rough cliffhanger and i was like we have to do season two that's not fair so i told my partner i said why don't we actually give season two an ending we figure out what our ending is going to look like. And that way it can just be done. And if if it didn't work, then we at least have this complete thing and people can check it out and enjoy it. As we were going through, I was like, dude, this is a novel. Like each chapter, like each, each episode is a 20 minute episode, which ends up being about 3,500 words, yeah, um, yeah. which is about 10 to 12 pages. So we, we turned it into a novel and, uh, kickstarted it did really well now we're on season three season three is live uh right now i believe season or episode six just dropped and we're working on episode seven right now and that should be out soon too and uh yeah so that then will become the next book that's uh that's awesome i mean so finding new ways to get people to get your work in front of people is kind of ultimately the goal was there any sort of fear or trepidation going I mean, well, first of all, an audio drama is kind of a, I mean, that's a unique category right now, although it is starting to kind of really spark and there's a lot of it is. people coming into it. But when you guys did the first season, you're talking about what, two, three years ago now. Oh, it was actually literally, it dropped January 1st, 2020. So, so last year. So, yeah. I mean, oh God, your timing was so great too. It so was great, but it was terrible. Well, I mean, yeah, listen. <laughs> It was it was terrible. This is all of a sudden everyone had to do a bunch of extra work and everyone was like trapped in it. But it was great because everyone had nowhere to go but to sit down and listen to your stuff. Yeah, and it was free, so oh, that yeah. that was kind of great because that that's what we that's how we pushed it. 
And so then it's like, oh, what you you want you want extra content? Cool, no problem. We're gonna novelize it. And when we novelized it, we added some extra scenes. We you know fluffed it up a little bit. It ends up coming in at like two hundred and fifty pages or something like that. It's a good sized novel. Yeah, right. So it uh, it came out really nice. Uh, really happy with it. And now you know we're we're gonna be taking it to the show this weekend, and and it'll be the first time that it goes out for sale. So. You know, we're we're really excited about that. But uh, yeah, man, it's just been about trying new things. I mean, that's that's kind of what my career's been about the whole time, even when I became an editor. Geeky Gorgeous believes that geek is the new gorgeous. If you're looking for an online boutique that offers awesome fashion, jewelry, and accessories with a geeky twist, check out the shop. Geeky Gorgeous will be at the Eastern Rim Funny Book and Vintage Con, a free event at Lee College in Baytown, Texas, on September 11th and 12th. You can also check them out at www.geekygorgeous.com. For more info, follow at I am Geeky Gorgeous on Facebook and Instagram. What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Just wanted to remind you guys about Titan Comics doing their August 14th free comic book day. This year, free comic book day is sponsored by Coca-Cola. And at Titan Comics, right there on 3128 Forest Lane, Suite 250, August 14th, Free Comic Book Day returns. This is the 20th year of Free Comic Book Day, and everybody's going to be hanging out and having a great time. It's going to be a big day and a big deal. Make sure you go out there to Titan Comics. Hey, Night Owls, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. Wanted to remind you guys about False Idol Brewery, right there at 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills. Dallas is a brewery that focuses on creativity, consistency, and quality. They've got events going on all week. They've got Fill the Fridge Mondays for 15% off to go and $4 off of flights until 3 p.m. Thursday night trivia and Friday night special beer releases. Make sure to get out to False Idol Brewery in North Richland Hills today. No one talks about editors, and I saw that right away. Yeah, that's true. No one does. The only way you talk about editors is hey, I want to meet that editor so I can get into that company. Right. But I was freelance, so I didn't even have that to back me up. So I tried to make editor this important thing. And I tried to get editing into the 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 zeitgeist, into the conversation. So I started, you know, really pushing, having an editor and talking about it. And now suddenly, you know, I, I'm seeing at least in the cliques that I'm in and in kind of the, the section that I am in, that conversation is growing and growing and hopefully I was a part of that. You, you for sure are. I, uh, the guy, Steve Colley, Steve Cole. He's my, yeah, he's my mentor and just an amazing dude. Yeah. And he does, he does a ton of stuff about editing. I love his like page breakdowns where he's like, this is what, this is what it looks like when you don't edit. And this is why it's crappy. And then yep. he's got like the, the page that looks right. For me, I've been using my uh, my eye a little bit, but I also I work with uh, Nicole D'Andrea, and she's been a massive help. That's amazing. And it's so funny because I've had people go, you're only pushing editing because you want work. That's part of it, obviously. Yeah. But I don't care who you use. Use an editor. You know, I'm, I'm never like looking at a book going, oh, I could have done that better. No, you have an editor on there. That's fantastic. No, almost no book is perfect. So let's just get someone on there and make it the best version of itself. And that is my mantra for editing. We just want to make this the best version of itself. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's, and that's part of the thing that the conversation that we've been having is 
the people who really get it are the ones who just want comic books to be as good as possible. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and, so, and that's what I strive for. Right. And that's what editors really do is they kind of like they clean it up. They look at it and they go, yeah, this could be better. And sometimes it's just because, you know, especially in indie books, how many times are you working with somebody and it's their first or their second or their first major project or their first solo project? You know what I mean? Where, you know, they just don't know some of the rules. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the time. And I, I actually found that they can be amazing to work with because they're so open to change. They're so they're just like, I don't know anything. Great. Cool. Then I'm, I'm going to show you. I'm going to teach you. Yeah. I need and, you to trust me, but you're going to have to. But if you can do these things, then you're going to be all right. Well, and you know what I find? I know it sounds funny, but I, I find that because they're paying for it, they already have skin in the game and it shows that they're serious. And usually they are, you know, like a lot of these guys who are just starting out, they're doing their first thing. They've got the money in there. And they're just like, I just paid this dude this much money to edit my book. What does that even mean? Right. And, and so, and also I tell them, one of the first things I tell anybody when I edit the book is, Hey, just so you're aware, you're paying me. You're the boss. Right. Okay. So everything I tell you is a suggestion. If you say, I don't want to follow any suggestions. Cool. Well, I might tell you, thanks for the money. I don't want my name on the book because <laughs> that's not, you know, that, that's not my work. But, but you, you, you know, you did what you did and you made your decisions and at least you saw, uh, you got to see another point of view, even if you weren't interested in it. I haven't really come across that though. For the most part, I mean, like 99% of the time, everyone's very open to suggestions and uh, there will be, there should be a little bit of back and forth, quote unquote, fighting. Yeah, you know? I, think there's, I think there's one thing that drives me crazy that Nicole pointed out that we left in, uh, that I, I, I went with her on it, I trusted her on it, I, I still hate it. It's the, uh, it's, it's the rule about quote marks in caption boxes. Okay. Where like it starts, this is so technical and stupid, but it's like it starts and then it ends like, so let's say someone's having a continuous thought across several boxes. The quote will be at the top of the first box and then at the back of the, at the bottom box, right? It looks so stupid. I hate it. Like, I think it looks, it's grammatically correct and it is how you should write it. But I, I, I don't think caption boxes need quote marks. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's the same as like the crossbar eye rule. Like yeah, there's, yes. yeah, there's all sorts of stuff, and a lot of that is actually just because of old typefaces and stuff like that. Right. But it's also there's also a tradition to it. There is, and, and that's kind of she was sort of like, well, this is really how it's supposed to be done, and I was like, yeah. all right, that's fine, like we'll leave it, in. that's fine. But like when she first suggested, it, I was like, isn't that gonna look sort of stupid? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's gonna look dumb. Like, What's how it's supposed to be? And I was like, oh, all right. What I will say, though, is if somebody is talking about your quotation marks in your captions, <laughs> then you've already lost them because the rest of your book should be should be taking, you know, making it so that they don't even care about that. It, so, it should be. But as the guy who made it, I see everything. And every time yes. I see the quote marks in the caption boxes, I just go, oh, ah. I still feel you. I still feel you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, we had a great little talk here. I do want to remind everybody to check out where can they find you and what, you know, some socials there. 
Uh, you can find me. You can find my publishing wing, Bonfire Press, at uh, Facebook.com/slash Bonfire Press. You can find me on Facebook, Chuck P I N E A U. Instagram, the same thing, and Twitter. You can find me at Chucky Pin. And if you're in Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City, where this is airing right now, and you want to drive three hours, you can see him tomorrow morning at Colin Palooza. Yep, and I will be if you are in Dallas, Fort Worth, when Dallas Fan Expo comes up. I'll be there too, so you can wait it out if you have to. Oh man, they'll be counting the days. All right, Chuck, <laughs> just like thank me. You, man. Appreciate it. And we're gonna jump out to a break, and we come back. We got more up late with Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. <laughs> 